Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Uh, welcome back. We're at the Anvil Center here uh, for our 75th anniversary for CKNW. That music that we just played, though, very familiar to my next guest because he was nodding along to it with a little memory of that. That, of course, was the beginning of the Bill Good Show. I, I, th- good. I thought I was going to have to go back to work. <laughs> And you know what? You've got a crowd here, people who would probably love to see you go back to work, people giving you the thumbs up. Thanks for coming down. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure. It's great to be here. Well, it's nice to have you, too. Do you, do you miss it when you hear that music? Do you think I'm ready to do this? No. No. <laughs> I, I, people ask me, and I say, you know, I'm as busy as I want to be. I'm having a great time. I had a fabulous 26 years here, and uh, it's great to see all the people that I worked with. But I'm, uh, I'm very happy on the Sunshine Coast, and the work I do, I can do... Anywhere in the world on Wi-Fi. Well, let's talk about your 26 years at CKNW. You made the move from TV. You were a a TV news anchor. You were anchoring the 6 o'clock news on CBC. And then you decided to move to CKNW, to radio. Yep. Why? What was that like? Well, um, I'd always loved radio. I grew up listening to CKNW. I... um, admired Jack Webster tremendously. He was a good friend of my father's, became a good friend of mine in later years, and um, was very encouraging uh, when I made the transition. And um, it it just seemed the right fit. Uh, CBC, (laughs) this sounds crazy today, was enduring a number of cuts in the region, uh, and it just seemed like it was going to be going nowhere but down locally. And it seemed a great opportunity. And I just... um, jumped oh, I didn't say I jumped at it. I negotiated pretty hard actually <laughs> but it uh, Ron Bremner who was the GM at the time called me out of the blue and said have you ever thought of doing talk radio and I said well I've always loved talk radio I think I did 10 years of sports I did 10 years of anchoring news I loved live broadcasting um, I liked working without scripts um, so it was just the right thing at the right time you told me the other day when we were talking that you had heard that you had probably done in the neighborhood of 40,000 interviews. Yes, uh, I haven't fact-checked that. No, we did that. We actually did tried it. We added it up, and we thought that sounded pretty right. That, yeah, that comes pretty Jessica, close. Jessica, my fabulous producer when I left, uh, made that calculation. So she was never wrong before, so why would I doubt her then? <laughs> well, 40,000, that is a huge number. What stands out for you in that? Well, you know, in general terms, the, the wide variety of people uh, mm-hmm. from... You know, from homeless people to hookers to nurses to politicians, uh, premiers, prime ministers, uh, entertainers, just the gamut of of people. Uh, You asked me one time, I think, if if I had some favorites. Yes. And uh, it's it's hard to pick favorites. Billy, you told me Celine Dion. Come on, be honest. No. You you said Celine Dion was one of your favorites. She was a highlight for sure, (laughs) especially looking back on it, because at the time she was a young Quebec star starting to make a mark across Canada but hadn't yet become the world 
you know, star right. that she became, the universal star. So she was certainly one. One of the most impressive, and it was because he was so smart and so nice at the same time, was Peter Ustinov. And oh, um, right. he was just great actor. Yeah, and it's it, you know from when you do live radio, if you have a a commercial break or a, a, a commercial island, and you have a newscast, you get to talk to people, and mm-hmm. they're usually pretty straight on who they are. And he was just among the most delightful people that I'd ever met. Uh, self-educated, but big, big brain. So yeah, he'd he'd certainly be so be cool. up there. Do you remember your first show? Do you I, uh, yeah, I remember Grace McCarthy. Grace McCarthy was on your first was show? On, uh, I think Daryl Plekis was on it. The it was now Bob Plekis. Bob Plekis. Was it Bob Plekis? Bring back memories for you. How many government disputes did you cover over oh the God, years? God, I've never counted them. <laughs> uh, but it, it, times never change, do they? No, they it, don't. Uh, I mean, the faces do, the people do, and occasionally the government does. But even then, it doesn't change all that much. Uh, Bob Plekis, fabulous guy. Really bright, bright, bright guy. Um, was yeah. there any politician that ever said no to you? Christy Clark. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> yeah, I just had, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, only the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, she, she said no. Uh, she was mad at all of us. She was mad at NW. I think because we, she felt that we were harder on her than right. than Because she, she felt it was family. Like she had worked there and she thought. Yeah, but she should have known better. You know, well, I mean, seriously. And Christy, like you're probably listening today. She's coming on later on the Linda yeah. Steele show. She's okay, going to be on good. with Linda Steele. Well, yeah. Oh, really? Because I'm on with Linda as well. Oh, guess what? Well, yeah, well, not. Well, maybe I don't you have finally have the chance to ask her a well, few questions. You know, I, I, I loved working with Christy. She was great fun. Good sport, great sense of humor. Yeah. But I think I told you before she was mad at me because I told a listener one day that I didn't know if she'd make a good premier. <laughs> and when she confronted me with that, I said, well, that's true. I don't. How would I know? You haven't done the job yet. And it's not a job that, you know, you just walk into and, and you're good at it. It's, it's, it's a really, really, it's a, it's a lot more challenging than doing a talk show. I think she found that out fairly quickly. But, no, I really enjoyed her. I, we, we, pe- but people think we were great buddies because we were in the same station and right. we shared an office. Well, we shared an office for about 10 minutes a day. But how was it was competitive, too, right? Back on CKNW on the day, competitive to, to make sure you got a guest and to make sure nobody else got that guest. That must have been uh, some very difficult times, too. Oh, only with Rafe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's not, a book there. Not, not, yeah, not with other, you know, not generally. I mean, we were all working for the same radio station. Yes, we competed for guests. I mean, yeah. he wanted the prime minister. I wanted the prime minister. He wanted the premier. I wanted the premier. But generally speaking, we both got them. So yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, like a death scrap or anything. But Back was, when those politicians knew that they had to go on these shows. Yes. Right? Yeah. It was a time, and there was a bit of an evolution. There was a time when radio was king. The talk shows on NW were certainly king, but then the television started doing a lot more talk. Um, and then you got the cable news network that did a lot of talk, and you got a lot of young producers or along agents, uh, people representing authors and, uh, and visiting entertainers who couldn't get their head around the fact that a radio station had a much bigger audience than the television station did <laughs> in the market. So yeah. that, that became a bit of an annoyance at times. Uh, the smart people figured out a way to do both because they knew that they were both really important. How did you know? Like, did you get a sense when you were on NW about how big your show was? Like, how many people listened to your show? Well, an example I think I mentioned when we talked a few weeks ago, Joe Clark was on my show one day, and I bumped into him fairly shortly after, and he says, does everyone in BC listen to you? I said, I'd like to think so. He said, well, I was just in Park Royal, and everybody kept coming up to me and saying, I just heard you on Bill Good." 
So, yeah, I mean, you had a sense. And you got, I mean, there were times when, you know, wherever you went, because I did radio and television. Yeah. I had a little bit more notoriety, I guess. People knew who I was. Like mm-hmm. Frosty used to say, radio, it's the uh, theater of the mind, and nobody knows. He wouldn't go on TV, wouldn't get his picture taken. I didn't have that luxury. I was on TV, so everybody knew who I was, whether they liked it or not. And so, you know, people would come up to me all the time and still do. But it's, it's different now, though, right? Like with social media, we talked about this as well. It was social media. Uh, back then, you had like no shortage of callers and talking about them. Oh. But if people were angry at you because of something you said, how did you know? Did they write you a letter? Because that would have taken a while for it to get to you. Letters and then email and then toward the end, Twitter. Um, it hasn't been that long. Uh, it's certainly the tone changed. You know, yeah. With Twitter, it's, it's toxic times. Uh, it, the letter writers were always thoughtful, and and I had like s- drawers full of letters going back to when I was first at CBC in 1967, and uh, I'd get a ton of mail, and then it it eventually evolved into email, and then Twitter, and but the the the, the mail was nearly always I'd say 98 percent really friendly and thoughtful, email became less so, Twitter became you know stupid in terms of being people <laughs> so just true. making stuff up That's so true. And, and assuming so much of what you thought or what you did that was just nonsense um yeah so it's it's it's, it's changed but it's still you know i'm on twitter a lot i, I don't you are. i try not to engage in some of the stupid stuff but i find it interesting and i i get a lot of information off twitter because people put up stuff from the wall street journal or the new york times or bloomberg yeah. or the bbc and so I see a lot of information, good, solid, but it's interesting. The best is always still mainstream media, stuff that's, that's being put up on social media. Um, so, Are uh, you hanging around for the afternoon? Yes. You're going to be on Linda's show too, right? Yes. Well, From 3 till 3.30. 3 till 3.30. 3 till 3.30. Um, Bill, thank you for being here for 75th anniversary. It, it wouldn't be an anniversary without you. Oh, well, it's a pleasure. And thank you. And thank all the people here and all the people listening. I for know. Great crowd. A, a wonderful have. life.